to the SideQuest podcast. This is Eric, joined as always by Justin and Jeff. Uh, Justin, how are we doing tonight? I'm doing really well, actually. Thank you for Let me say thank you for always asking how I'm doing. I really appreciate that. Well, we all want to know. We just want to make sure you're doing okay. All your friends are listening, all your new loves, all your fans. So we want to know how you're doing. Yeah, and I'm doing fan-effing-tastic. How are you? I don't think one of these times we've asked, how are you, Eric? I feel like maybe once, but I am just great. I'm fantastic, great, couldn't be more excited uh, for our second Friday episode, episode five. So I'm phenomenal. So let's pass it over to Mr. Jeff. How are you tonight, sir? Well, I'm doing great. I'm really excited for tomorrow, our big... uh... Spooktober, 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 uh, Spooktober. Yeah, it's a bit of a toga party. It's a spooky toga party. Oh, all right, that's plans no, changed. We have, uh, we have haunted hayride. We have bonfire. We have spooky sounds, spooky decorations. I'm looking forward to it. What about you guys? Oh, same. Well, I'm, same. I mean, are you actually going to come, Eric? I'm coming. Yeah, I didn't make it to the soft Spooktober, uh, but I am ready for the full-on Spooktober. Fantastic. And, uh, and I think we're in the spooky mood. Uh, yeah. After we did our live uh, Twitch of um, Dead by Daylight, yeah. which is a spooky game for those of you who uh, couldn't make it. Yeah. Um, it's basically, what is the premise? One one of us got to play the killer and yeah. the rest were the, the teenagers trying to get away from him. Yep. Yeah, it was super fun. Thanks, everybody, that either joined us live. uh, But that video is up on our page, so be sure to check it out. But yeah, Jeff, how do you you think it went? I thought it was a great time. That was fun. I think some people cheated, but I won't say who. Wow. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Cheat code. But, uh, you know, it was creepy. It was cool, all the different killers. You know, they represent, like, the different movies. Like, you know, the Chainsaw Guys, clearly from uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, and then The Creature, and... Uh, I thought those were cool that there was different types of killers that had different like abilities. Yeah, no, it was it was a really fun time. I I'm surprised we didn't pick up pick it up sooner because it's been out for a couple of years and I swear I watched a couple Twitch streams with it. I'm like, you know what, that looks really fun. If I had some extra time, and now I'm glad we played it because it's probably going to be one of my go-to's. So fun. Well, speaking of computer, well, speaking of games, not computer games particularly. Um, I don't think we've ever asked. I know on this show we are also going to talk about games, not just movies and TV and and stuff like that, but also video games, because I think video games is a big part of all three of our lives from when we were young to to now. And Eric used to come over quite a bit and then run up and play Goldeneye and um, and Justin coming over. Well, all of you and just we're always gaming or we're talking about gaming. Yeah. Yeah, it was huge, huge in our life still to this day. So that being said, I, you know, I think the audience should know where we're coming from with gaming on our favorite game of all time. I mean, the cream of the crop for you. What is the top game and why is it the top game? Oh, wow. Yeah, it's a it's tall order, but um, we'll we'll start with you, Eric. Wow. And, 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 a game, and I'm talking like a game, not Rocket League or something stupid like that. Like <laughs> an actual game. Well, that, I... Th- you know, you played a while and really... Yeah. You, 
you resonated with it. Yeah, so I guess for me, I, I look at it as like, you know, how many hours were played? Because I think everybody can kind of attest to that. Like, well, if you really love a game, it's how many hours you play. But there's also something that goes along with just a, a really great game that you pick up. And once you're done with it, you put it down like, holy shit, that was, that was a really, really fun game. So I, I guess me personally, I'm a big fan of the first-person shooters, multiplayer online. And I would say the first game that really took over my life. Um, and I'm going to put it as a runner-up because my number one, I don't know if it can be beat, but my runner-up, I, I got to go with uh, Halo 3. When that thing came out, we were sitting on the couch in college for days on end, skipping class, just playing Slayer and Team Deathmatch and Snipers. And I, it had a really big place in my heart until my number one came along, which was Modern Warfare 2. So... I was a huge Call of Duty fan, and notice I said was, because now it's just, they pump out shit like, you know, the iPhone every year. Um, that was such a great multiplayer game that uh, really had a lot of great maps and environments and, and weapons, and just overall, it was just a really fun time. Uh, so I would put Modern Warfare 2 as, like, my, my favorite game of all time. So many hours played. Or a story to that, or is it just? A oh yeah, game? no, it's the that's even better. I'm glad I'm glad you brought that up because there's a whole spec op side to it. There's a whole main storyline, and it's very cinematic. So anybody that hasn't played it out there, like those Call of Duty games, are pretty cinematic when it comes down to it. Um, so I I highly re recommend going back. And I think if they haven't already, I think they're uh, remaking it um, into like HD 4K or whatever nowadays. So yeah, that's mine. It's in my heart. Justin, what about you? So I'm going to go the same route as Eric did and sort of talk about what was one of my favorite games growing up and then what sort of trashed that and redeemed gaming, in my opinion. But growing up, I was a big fan, grew up on classic platforms, playing Mario or Zelda. But for me, it was Mega Man was always my go-to game. Uh, I beat every Mega Man game including the ones that came out for Wii and I, Mega Man 10. I forget what, I don't even remember what the hell that came out on, but there was such a great cross-platform um, game that you got to just totally like immerse yourself in the different enemies and the strategy of getting the weapons and getting the bonuses and the add-ons to like assert yourself as the top robot boy in all of uh, Earth in 20xx but for i would say my favorite game overall is definitely final fantasy 7 and i know i've talked about it before and it's come up audience in this podcast and in other podcasts but when i played that game like that just sort of changed like my view of what what an rpg game could be what open world meant and what it meant to like really really invest time into a game the first time i played it i spent over 100 hours just learning all of the moves and getting all of the items and just defeating the hell out of Sephiroth. He is quite the villain. He's a villain, right? Yes, he is. Yeah. Uh, I only know because I played the remake. I haven't played the original. And uh, we got to face off on him once, but that was it. Yeah, no, it, it definitely grows and it's it's a great story and the character development for each individual character is fantastic. 
um if you've never played it like you you have to be in the mindset to play it it's not for the casual gamer is we've talked jeff um offline about how you you can't just be like oh i'm gonna play for a half an hour or just gonna jump in there and just do a dungeon or something like that like you have to really commit yourself for sure um well great choices all around but i'm gonna go ahead and uh tell you what the real best games are <laughs> no um no so i guess i for me you know it's 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 so hard because there's just been so many good games from the past uh and then to now i think the first one that i think really got me into gaming um and just has nostalgia to it and you know this time with my older brother when we played it together was you know um legend of zelda ocarina of time hands down just one of my favorite uh, games ever and i'm not sure if it's because of the nostalgia of it or we were in chicago one night and we went to fao schwartz if you guys remember what that is schwartz <laughs> and the game just come out and my older brother and i went over there and they had a few of the golden case you know ocarina of times left for the 64 and we got one and we played that all throughout thanksgiving and then i played it for a whole I don't know, I was in middle school, like a whole um, semester of just that game and the dungeons and just, you really saw what a game was before it was, you know, um, 2D going left and right, you die a lot and uh, you can't save and pick it up and do a dungeon the next day. So that was my past, you know, favorite game. You know, I talk a lot about World of Warcraft just because I've been playing that since it came out like 16 years ago. Which is one of my favorite games, but not like something that story-wise, because I feel story is such a huge part of gaming. Um, and recently, I think the best game that has been made is The Witcher 3. I just... Nothing it has even come close to that. And I remember, oh, it was a year ago, my younger brother, Mac, he was sitting on Xbox looking for a new game to play. And I kept telling him, you got to play The Witcher 3. And he's like, I'm not going to get into that. And then for the next three nights, he just sat in the family room and played it for like nine hours a day. And he's like, this is the best thing I've ever played. I was like, yeah, I know, because it's incredible. Yeah, <laughs> that's like, that's my fear with some games. It's like, I got to, that's why, I think why Rocket League to me is one of my favorites, not the best of all time, but it's it's quick short bursts you know it's like five minute rounds i could play a couple rounds and be done with it so 10 15 20 minutes but i feel like that's my fear on those games it's like once i get invested all of a sudden the day and night goes by and i'm looking around like what year is it oh my god and I'm, that's a great game to play but for me i'm just like holy shit i'm gonna be so invested in this that i'm just like not going to have time for anything else so i i definitely i know i mean you can split it up by saying okay i'm gonna do this many, you know, quests and then this many side quests tonight. You could try. You could try. But many have failed. You can try. There's no guarantee. It's like <laughs> eating a pizza. You say you're going to have one more piece, but then you pile two to three more on your plate. But I think that could be for any game, and that could still be for Rocket League if you're like, a oh, one more round, one more round, one more round. Yeah. Well, uh, I don't go to bed until I win, so I don't end up going to bed till like 6 a.m., so <laughs> that's the rule. <laughs> No, I think that's, yeah, The Witcher, I definitely, you know, I feel like there's just like this catalog of games that, I don't know how if you guys feel this way, but I feel like there's like this catalog of games that 
is just without, you know, just out of reach where you always want to play like, oh, when I get some time, I'm going to play that. I'm going to play that. And then something new comes out, something new. And I'm like looking yeah, at the catalog. Some games that they just hit a peak where it's just you have to play that one. The Witcher, I feel that any gamer has either played, wants to play, or should play. Yeah. And I feel like it's just incredible all around. And I know what I th- the most talked about game right now is Cyberpunk, which is coming out soon. And that's made by the same people that made the Witcher and we might see some Witcher Easter eggs in there. So I think it's not only the game, but it's also the company that makes it. Yeah. Um, And they are very just well liked at the moment. Yeah. And Um, And I know it's a, it's a pain in the ass because this game was actually supposed to come out, I think this past March or maybe even before then, but you know, it would have been, it would have been prime time with COVID hitting like just, they probably to maximize sales, but I appreciate them like looking in the mirror and saying this game's not yet ready. So sorry, folks, we got to hold well, they're, off. They're one of the last, you know, true gaming, you know, like companies out there. That's a triple A that actually gives a shit about the player base and gives a shit about the community and the people that play them. They, you know, Blizzard Entertainment used to be that. It's done when it's done. Yeah. Uh, it's done when we have it perfect. Uh, Blizzard's not like that anymore after Activision bought them. That's scummy company. But um, Blizzard actually just delayed Shadowlands, which was crazy, and we never thought that was going to happen. So maybe some companies are starting to realize, oh, we've tried milking these people so much with these crappy, half-assed beta games that aren't even complete when they come out that CDK Red, who does Cyberpunk, is like, it's not ready yet because they've delayed it what three times even prior to COVID. Yeah, and why do you think I don't know? Well, I I feel like Nintendo doesn't really receive the same hate, and I don't know if they deserve it. I'm just throwing it out there that I feel like sometimes well, Nintendo's a different ballgame. So Nintendo is, you know, they're in what are they in Osaka? I forgot we're in Japan, but I think Nintendo is just it's a Japanese company with old school Japanese values, which is the game has to be perfect. Everything that Nintendo makes even now is you know when you buy a nintendo game that it's going to blow your mind now it's not going to be some crazy epic tale like final fantasy or the witcher but if it's going to be a platformer like mario or you know an rpg like zelda it's going to be almost perfect there are no like oh well we'll fix it later mentality it's like no it will play perfectly when we release this yeah and to the day that nintendo is still like that yeah, I feel sometimes, I don't know if it's just, like, the next Mario game where they just, like, copied and pasted, and they're like, all right, this time he's going to be a janitor, you know? I, I, and, and uh, you know, I, I feel like sometimes, it's like, they never get flack for, you know, and I think there's something behind that, too, right? Like, the storytelling. Well, yeah, he might be a janitor, he might have a hat, <laughs> but they make it, they make the gameplay fun and addicting. He's got all his keys. Yeah. And it's colorful, and it's fun to play, and, like, Galaxy was... If you jumped around the planet, you'd actually orbit it, and you'd have to time your jumps. So, yeah, sometimes it might seem goofy, but when you get down to it, you're like, this is really amazing. I mean, the last Zelda game that came out, Breath of the Wild, was just absolutely incredible. Yeah. Just, they took an RPG in a whole different direction. I've still, every time I see a commercial, like, for Switch, I just want to go out and buy a Switch, and I just haven't pulled the trigger, and I know I want to. It's a great, like, you know, like, 
if you have friends to play with, I think Nintendo, that's where it really kicks butt. Oh, okay, I don't. So. Um, there are some, yeah, there are good single-player games like Breath of the Wild and, and things like that. But, you know, playing Mario Party with your friends and then not having friends at the end of Mario Party is what makes Nintendo truly amazing. Yeah, I uh, just like what you brought up earlier with Cyberpunk, though. I'm like super excited about that, and I don't even know why. You know why? It's like one of those games where I'm just I, I've seen the trailer, and I know Keanu Reeves is in it, so that just is like an added bonus. But I don't know if you guys get like that, or do you guys do research before you go out and get a game, or just watch some Twitch, or what do you oh, guys I do? do? I do a lot. I do a lot of research. Yeah, I just buy the fucking game. <laughs> yeah, how's the Marvel game going for that? It's gonna be about a week or two before I get it, but it'll it'll happen. We're gonna we're gonna need some people out there to gift it. We gotta get it in his hands pronto. I, I still don't have it. I want to play it though. Well, no, I want to you... play it for sure, and especially because they've got updates. I think that are coming out within this week or next week. Jeff, you probably know better because you actually got your hands on it. Uh, yeah, I think they're releasing a uh, Hawkeye and Hawkeye's daughter or something. I'm not sure who she up. is. Yeah, Bishop, yeah. Um, and the janitor. He's coming out. <laughs> and the, the janitor. Jan- his side side quest. Side quest. I'm just going to... So, emergency side quest. Um, if the janitor was in the Avengers, what would his super moves be? Oh, that's an easy one. He would be cleaning up all the dead bodies, so nobody else has to. Very quickly. <laughs> super clean. Very quickly. Super clean. What does his keys have to do? Something like the jangling, something like supersonic, and it opens he all the doors. Any utility closet anywhere. I love that. Or so, so he's from the Matrix. What is that? The second Matrix with the Keymaster. Yes, Keymaker, and he's also in um, what's it called? Uh, John Wick. Same guy. And he's Ooh. and he's uh, he's just like playing the doctor or something, but still he's the key keyma- Keymaker. Keymaker. So, speaking of video games and on the topic of our favorite video games the other day, and I have a side quest for this, uh, and this popped up while I was uh, at the office the other day uh, watching a very unique surgery being done and I was just kind of staring off. You're going to have to play that uh, back. Because that's what you do when you're just sitting there filming uh, someone's head. So something popped up while you were watching a video. Well, I was, I then pulled out my phone, I was looking at Reddit and there's (laughs) there's a Subreddit, uh, if you haven't noticed, I, I'm on Reddit quite a bit, called Imaginary Monsters, where people draw these imaginary monsters, and some people have stories about them in the comments. And there was one of this giant dragon and this huge army of, like, medieval knights. And, like, the whole premise of it, I'm like, that's crazy. How would that even work? And would it? And then I was like, this could be a great video game. Um, like Skyrim, like a total war type thing. So then I thought of, you know, uh, if I was able to make a game after all these games that I played, what type of game would I make? Uh, so I thought I'd ask you guys as a side quest, if you had your own studio with an unlimited budget, uh, what type of game, uh, would you make? Ooh, that's a good question. Um, Eric, you go ahead and I'll interrupt you. You start and I'll, I'll interrupt. Okay, so if I were to make a game... So actually, okay. what I'm going to go ahead and say is I've actually thought about this before and I would make a Tomb Raider-esque game but with like a, a male protagonist and there would be like some street racing aspect to it where he had like a Knight Rider car like kit 
as part of his like ensemble and he would have all the weapons in the world and it would just be this badass like james bond uh global reckoning on the world game and it would be so big it would be ridiculous you can't even think about it that's how big it is that's what she said (laughs) he did it himself uh uh honestly you know the last time i thought about this was many a year ago with uh, my other cousin we were out on a boat and we were just kind of thinking about you know because we always wanted to like make our own game or start our own company and it was honestly almost like what gta 5 is now to where it's like you get to pick and build your character you get to join like gangs it was going to be like a real life type open world concept but it was going to be on the grand scale of like it will take google maps and it'll realistically map out like you know the u.s and you could go anywhere you wanted to and you know it could be you have different versions the difference between gta and what this was going to be is that there's different themes involved so like you could basically scroll up and down and say like you know what i want this to be a western theme and it'll basically like take the u.s and like go back to like the 1600s or it's going to be a medieval theme and go way way back to whenever uh so that you could keep it kind of unique and fresh but it was going to be kind of like just like an open world uh fun game adventures and you you kind of create your own path and your own characters and you you build up rep and you get coins and jewels i don't know uh, but that, that was like a very high level concept and we're like, all right, so how are we going to build this? Like, uh, <laughs> I got Microsoft paint. <laughs> so I don't know. That was, that was kind of it. Nowadays, honestly, I haven't thought about it in so long, but that would probably be still my go-to something that's really exciting and open and big. That's what she said. <laughs> that's what she said. Jeff, what about or you? He. Or he said. Or he. Or anybody. You know, anybody can say that now. They. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, uh, you know, I've thought about this a lot, and there's a lot of different types of games I would make, but uh, just for the sake of, you know, one specific one, there used to be a game uh, called Fable. I don't know if any of you played it, yep, um, or or remember it. Um, Hero. Anyway, they they had three of them. There's Fable One, Fable Two, and then Fable Three. Fable oh, one Fable One was. Three. Amazing. Fable 2 was really good, and Fable 3 sucked. But Fable 3 had this really cool idea that I've always, like, latched onto of where you're just kind of like this peasant, and then you, you know, gain a lot of power to the point where you start taking over, you know, Elbion, which is the the fictional land that they live on. And then at the end, you're kind of like the king, and you get people come to your court and ask questions on what to do or uh, they want help with their land and you can kind of make a decision. Now at the end of the game, you only were able to do this five times with like five peasants coming up and asking for help. And then that was it. It was the end. It was like, well, that was, you know, they made it seem like this was a huge part of the game and it was something that took 10 minutes. So it's like, so I always liked the idea of, you know, an epic, huge fantasy world like Skyrim and, and the Witcher and, you know, you creating this character who kind of starts as nothing and you can either, you know, study magic or whatever and start to become more powerful and then decide to put kind of your own crew together and start taking land in this fictitious, you know, uh, country or whatever. uh, And then slowly become a king of your own kingdom and then just really expanding. But the game would be very in-depth. It would have, you know, 
RPG elements to it. It would have big, huge, epic, you know, war battles. It'd just be crazy, something that no one's ever really done, but I think would be very difficult to make. Uh, but if I had endless funds, I think I could make something like that. So that's my game. Not yeah. really. Yeah. This is more RPG focused, more you well, know, magic system. And it sounds like at one point you just get put to work. Like once you become the king, then you just got to sit and give orders. Well, and then you start thinking you could bring a multiplayer aspect into this where, you know, you have this one map that you and your friends are playing on and you're making backhand deals with other kingdoms. And, um, you know, you're slowly in the background building this army of, like, dragons and stuff that you could then just sack another country and be like, what the hell are you doing? Yeah. I thought we had a deal. And it's all real time, so, like, when you send a raven, you got to wait 10 days for it to come back. <laughs> just sitting at your computer listening to music in your court. Yeah. Like, yep. And you're just eating some berries and, you know, people are playing a little hymn. And, uh, you know, then you just go to sleep and... <laughs> Yeah, I like that. I, I would play your game before mine, that's for sure. I, I switch sides now. I like that okay. game. <laughs> Let's play Risk and call it a day. <laughs> so Risk we, the game. Just just Risk. Wow. We did play Risk over uh, quarantine. I've yes, never played that game before. Uh, we fun. did it, what, on the, on Steam or something? On Steam. Yeah. And uh, it was you and Dave battling it out at the end. Why? Uh, we just kind of watched. Yeah, well, that'll happen. Yep, may the best man win. No, I. But it, but it's always fun. I, I think one of the best parts of gaming, yeah, there's the single player, you know, uh, RPGs and things that are amazing. But I think one of the best parts about gaming, or at least for us, the nostalgia is playing with friends. So yeah, I keep talking about the Marvel game, but I think what's so much fun is once Justin you hop on, and then that's something we're playing together, and it's just silly like we did on tuesday with dead by daylight it's it's just fun to play games with your friends yeah and you can now even if you don't have to come over to play we can do it all online and still you know you can still interact with your friends even though you're living in different places the cable guy was that's right one of the greatest things about right. <laughs> you can play he could play with uh, mortal Kombat with a friend in vietnam yeah i think you're right. I think it's all about mood, too. Like, there's sometimes where I just want to kind of get lost in a game and play single player. Um, like, I, I I said it on a previous episode, but I got the Xbox Game Pass, and, like, one of the stupid games I downloaded because of Spooky Season is The Blair Witch, and it's such a kind of shitty put-together <laughs> game, but it was, like, you know, a fun game to uh, jump in at night and just play for an hour or so, and the mechanics of it are okay, but, you know, I just, it was just all about mood. Like, sometimes I'm in the mood to do some competitive multiplayer. Other times, play with you guys and just have some fun and, you know, not really um, take it too seriously. And then other times, just kind of get lost in a story and spend nine hours a day like your brother did and uh, go down a rabbit hole. Oh, yeah. My brother has a very unique uh, ability to sit for that long and just play a game. Oh, I think I, we've all been there for sure. Like I know some that. some days it's like imprint on the couch. I also think there's I think Adderall is involved in in it as well. It plays a bit of a role. There you go, kids. That's how that's how you do <laughs> on it. That note, video games and the Adderall. I think that's how we wrap up this episode. <laughs> I don't think there's much more of a checkmate than that. Yeah. So, uh, Jeff, how are we going to end today's episode? Well, I think, you know, it was very video gamey. It was, you know, a lot of fantasy RPG type 
noises. I, something great from Final Fantasy uh, that shows up in every Final Fantasy game is it's called a chocobo. It's this giant bird type thing. Uh, so, Justin, give us your best chocobo noise. A good or a bad one? Well, you decide. Walk! That's a bad one. When the chocobo doesn't like you, they work at you. When they do like you, they go. <laughs> All right. Well, that was that was a great chocobo. Thank you for that. Yeah, <laughs> was. You put me on the spot there. So. All right. Uh, since since he put that. since Jeff put you on the spot, I'm gonna put Jeff on the spot. You have to make your best noise of somebody coming around in an RPG and opening up a magical secret chest. What noise would that make? <laughs> Oh my gosh. That was horrible. <laughs> there was no like, you know, like a magical. Okay. What All is right. a magic noise? I have no idea. It's sparkly. Yeah, exactly. Make That's a... not what you did. <laughs> Make a sparkle noise then. Uh, Eric, and your sparkle I, noise. Uh, dun, 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 dun. What? I don't know. <laughs> Are you 1010? I don't know. That sounds like a phone now. That's the Yoshi. Tring, pop. Okay. Well, we just ended on that oh. noise. <laughs> all right, folks. If you made it this far, thanks for joining us. Uh, appreciate all the support and the feedback. Hit us up at SideQuest Pod. Uh, we will be out there on all the social medias spamming you to listen to our episodes. And give us the feedback. We want to know what SideQuest you have. So thanks, Jeff, for this fun adventure we went on tonight. And uh, we will catch you all next time. Okay, see ya. Mm-hmm.